too far to quit Step back, I'm going in I'm cranking up on the throttle This is how legends are made Yes, yes, yes. This is how legends are made by real talk, interesting questions, and true discipleship. I am Curious Clark. I'm Jonathan Hilling. And this is the Wrestling with God podcast where we are not professional theologians or biblical scholars, but we are three ordinary guys who want to learn an extraordinary Bible. And unfortunately today, Joel, our third sidekick over here, our third host, is out with a, um, a headache. So it's just you and I, John. You see, we got to keep yeah. the podcast rolling because you know what? Like where we work, if someone doesn't show up, we still get the job done. Yeah. So it we may just- not run as smooth, but... Yeah. We still got to get the job done. That's right. It's like a gift. You like, just get more work. Yeah. Just, and <laughs> so if you or Joel were to be like, hey, I'm out today, or both of you were out today, and it would just be me, I'd be running this thing solo because I am dedicated to being here on Thursdays unless something happens, unless like a few months down the road where uh, Bethany gives birth and then I can't be, if she gives birth on a Thursday, more, more than likely we're just canceling the podcast that day. So, yeah. Yeah. uh, when's your, you're probably going to be gone for a little bit. You, do you think you're going to come over here once a week or you think you're going to take some time off? How do you think that's going to work out when you, your wife, I think I could you. probably make a podcast once a week. We'll yeah. have to do it. Will I mean, you live right down well, the street. Yeah. yeah. And well, it will like depend on how my wife is really feeling that day. Cause you know, right. You know, I mean, what you have to, I might her- even, I might even bring my daughter and she can come in here. She can be our fourth. She can just, <laughs> I could bring my son and yeah. he could be right. And then, yeah. and then we could talk Bible with them yeah. and see what their theological yeah. questions are. They, you know, yeah. kids, they have some pretty deep, theological questions that make you know yeah. parents and adults stumble so uh i really like some of their questions sometimes so anyways uh updates for the show so i told you this on tuesday yeah. that i'm going to restart the the men's huddle and the reason why is pastor scott's teaching lately has been just so great and even if there is people in the background talking and asking questions i'm just gonna keep it in because heck why not i mean most of the time it it's just him teaching but every once in a while someone will talk yeah. and i'm just gonna keep it in i'm not gonna make a big fuss over it but it's just it's really good and so what i'm gonna do is tuesdays this show will be available and then thursdays the huddle will be available and then just go from there i think that's how i'm gonna do it does that make sense okay so the recording so we record this so i put instead of posting this on a monday i post it on a tuesday and then and post the huddle on a thursday Because you know how podcasts, like if there's three episodes a week, they usually do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. If there's Mm -hmm. two, it's Tuesday, Thursday. If there's one, it's usually either Sunday or Monday. That's just kind of how the general consensus goes in the podcast world. So that's that was kind of my thinking. Yeah. So 
I got some good news and I got some bad news, yeah, John. Do you, what do you want to hear first? Yeah, the, I'm good, the bad news first. The bad news. So, yeah. oh, this is this is hard. This hits my pride. But last week's episode that we shared got deleted what? because I was stupid and an idiot. Well, so what happened was I was putting it in the recording or I was, yeah. I was, I was putting it on studio one where my editor thing and it only showed six minutes of the show or not even six minutes, more like a minute or two. Yeah. And I'm thinking that's weird. And I clicked another mm-hmm. recording, Kenny's testimony and it did the same thing. I'm like, how is it doing that twice? And so I'm like, oh, I was franticking a little bit. And so I deleted it. I don't know why I did that. But I deleted everything in my thing. Even the, even one of the men's group I, I deleted uh, or did in December, I think. No, I didn't. Actually, no, I didn't record that. But anyways, uh, what I found out was that my laptop's memory was getting low. And I needed to clear out the memory in the laptop because it wouldn't download it mm. because the memory was full. Yeah. And so I deleted a whole episode that we did last week. Okay. And that could be good news too, depending on your perspective. Well, Bad depending on your yeah. perspective, yeah. my perspective, I thought it was yeah. a great episode that we did. <laughs> well, it, it just sucks because it, we, I, I had the revelation of, you know, the woman at the well story and now it's just, it's just gone. It's just in thin air. Yeah. It's no more. I mean, we could like briefly discuss it before we go into sure. dive in. Why not? But, um, What's your question for the week? You said you would come up with a question yep. to have kind of like an interesting topic, like an opener question, like we do with the huddle every week. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I came up with pro- where Where would you like to visit in the world? Like in the world? Like a- anywhere? Anywhere in the world. Anywhere. Where would you like to visit? Uh, Afghanistan. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> John's like I've I've been there. No, <laughs> no, you you didn't. No, you didn't. No. You didn't go there as a marine. No, you're like I'm not allowed to say, or else I have to. <laughs> no, kill you. of course, <laughs> no, not not at all. No, I did not go. No, did you go anywhere overseas? Uh, more of the. So I went on the. the I went to San Diego and whatever that. Oh, no, I did was. go to San Diego and and those, but I was on the 31st Mew. Mm. which is on ship so i was around you know the philippines and guam and ah in in uh japan hmm. okay so since you've had time to process this yes. question where would you like to go so i have some time to process this oh, question germany the black forest what's black forest in germany i want to go to the famous i just want to yeah here, I'll put it on a map for you. Is that a building or is that a literal forest of nature? It's a forest. Yeah, with trees, you know, outside. Germany has that? Yes. I what? thought they just had the Roman cathedral kind of like buildings. I, I thought it was just cities there. Your I didn't public know there was education <laughs> failed you so Dude, hard. I didn't have a public education, John. <laughs> <laughs> I got GED. Uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, yeah no for yeah. black forest is it kind of like a, a a creepy forest like a no, silent no, forest no, no, you know in japan forest. no okay 
Hmm. Why there? I don't, it's just, it's just, you know, I just, it looks beautiful. I've always wanted to visit Germany and I've always wanted to go there. So, you know. Hmm. Okay. It's, uh, let's see. It's a hundred, it's a hundred mile stretch of pine trees. So dense. The sun struggles to reach the forest floor. Wow. So you want to go somewhere where you can't even see the sun. Is that what I'm getting at? Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Why? Oh, looks, looks beautiful. I mean, look at that. <laughs> yeah. Remember, keep your microphone to the mouth. Oh, yeah. 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 We're we turning the gain down a little bit. and But, uh, hmm, that's interesting. So just to visit, not to live? Um, oh, don't get me wrong. If I could find a job in Germany and live there, I would be gone tomorrow. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. But does SEL have an no, <laughs> office? I've already tried. <laughs> <laughs> and if they do, they probably don't need <laughs> what what fascinates you so much about Germany? I don't know. I've always just enjoyed the the culture over there and just the you know and I mean, it is your people, big, stocky, eye muscles. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I think, I think I just really enjoy it over there. Mm. But, you know, then I don't know. I don't know if my wife would, so we'd have to change. Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere in the world. Oh, man. I would, uh, I don't know. Either like Sydney, Australia, oh, or yeah. New Zealand, or. Maybe, honestly, maybe, well, I don't know. I, I was going to say Antarctica, but at the same time, you go there and there's just nothing but snow and ice and water. And it's like, what was oh, like, they have There's some, no McDonald's there. So why, what's the point? I'm, there actually might be. They have there research. There is no. They have research. OBS, there is. They're like, they have eh, research stations. It's possible. I'm, I bet there's a Starbucks uh, down there. Is there a McDonald's? In Antarctica. Uh, let's see here. Is there any fast food in Antarctica? There are no restaurants in Antarctica. No, is there? I, yeah. I was like, well, you know, you never know because sometimes they. Why have in the right? world would there be a McDonald's in Antarctica? Because they have a research station there. They have like a so. Little- who, who's going who, to bring all the supplies up There's to McDonald's? A Starbucks in Antarctica. It said fast food restaurants. It didn't say oh. coffee. Crappy coffee, if that. You can buy um, one of those really overly priced, not very good breakfast sandwiches from Starbucks. So that's like food. Yeah, but it's not fast food. I don't consider Starbucks fast food. So, hmm, okay. Yeah, no, not Antarctica. Yeah, Sydney, Australia, or New Zealand. Um, Hawaii, man, I don't know. Hawaii. Yeah, I don't know. That's all I got for you. That's good. That's, that's all. That's all she wrote. Yep. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. All right. Uh, okay. So I just want to get into this like really briefly because I don't know if you read like the 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 notes I sent to Joel earlier. Um, which ones? The the ones I sent to Joel. I mean, I don't know what I other, the notes what, other no, what other notes did I send? Just the ones, uh, but the feedback. Yeah, 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 the feedback. Okay. So, so, uh, so my mom was talking to me about like 
uh, you know, our discussion about hell literal, hell metaphorical, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so what she was saying was it felt like you were saying like hell is just boredom. And I was, and I told her, I was like, I don't think he's, I don't think that's what he's quite getting at. And by the way, we're not professionals or theologians. We're literally coming here after work and just having a discussion. So it's not like we researched a bunch of stuff. I mean, we're just two guys talking and yeah. when, from time to time when Joel's here, he's here with us, but I don't think that's what you're getting at when. Wow. He, yeah, that's, that's weird. I've yeah. never, never. Yeah, okay. She said anything about boredom. So. Yeah, that, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, I was like, no, I, I just think, and, and so, yeah, I just, I don't know, I just thought I, maybe I shouldn't have phrased it like that. Maybe I should have phrased it more like, you know, could, could have sounded. I don't know. Yeah. See, I'm not great yeah. at this communication stuff, John. No, no. And, and maybe, apparently I'm not either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at reverberating yeah. feedback yeah. from someone else. And you're not, yeah. No, so boredom, huh? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> It's, no. well, it's kind of like with your facial expressions that you yeah. made last week that the podcast wasn't recorded. Like it looked like you were disagreeing with how your face was oriented. Oh yeah. That's and, just and so, yeah. And so it, it, it's, yeah, it, I, I didn't, th- I didn't get that from you, especially in our discussion. So, but apparently my mom may have picked up well, that a little well, bit. That's interesting. And, it's an interesting perspective. And I, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. If there'll be enough of you left in hell to understand that you're bored, if that makes sense, right? Like, yeah. Like, would you be cognizant of the fact that you're bored would be what I'm asking. Right. Well, what she wanted me to say was like, you know, the part where there's like weeping and gnashing of teeth, like there's that, you know, just that eternal conscious torment, whether it's, with literal fire or just you. I mean, so I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah. But <laughs> boredom, I just don't understand how he's bored. <laughs> I, I, I would just say for me, the point I was trying to get across yeah, is well, I, I would just meditate on what it would mean that if your temper yeah. problem, let's say you have a temper problem. Okay. Meditate on that getting worse and worse for eternity. Yeah. And then, and so meditate it's just like on you're how, angry how, yeah, and you're angry. Just, you're, just, you're just, it just, that's, I mean, think about it. You just, you'll be whole your times a million yeah. and a bazillion. You can't the, enjoy, yeah. okay. even if you got everything your heart desired, you couldn't enjoy it because you're constantly just gotcha. angry or, you know, all of the things that you can, mm. you can choose to worship instead, like instead of God and being, you know, and, and choosing to be separated from God because you're going to do it yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. imagine all of those things coming to a fruition and then just growing and growing inside you um, for eternity. And that, I think that's kind of why I brought up um, th- that book from um, C.S. Lewis is because he has like this image and it's not a perfect, you know, but it is it, this what kind of got me thinking of it because he has this image of mm-hmm. like he, the guy is talking about um, how you can keep going if you go further back in hell. Right. Hell is like, you know, everyone can just decide they can just make 
whatever they want. So whatever they want, they just get right. And so what people in, in hell and they don't really realize that they're in hell was they would just keep grading the cities and then they'd fight and then people would disperse and they it would just continually grow into these new and new cities as people get further and further along. Right. right. But you can, you can travel backwards. And if you go travel backwards, you can go find people back in time. Right. And there was a story about a couple people who they go and they find Napoleon and he's living in this giant mansion or something like that. But he couldn't even talk to them. He was just walking around and saying it was this person's fault. It was this person's fault. It was this person's fault. Mm-hmm. Completely consumed in into his own own head. And now you know. And that's not a perfect representation of what I I think hell is. But it it is it is something to to meditate on. It's like the idea is like he's completely, utterly self absorbed to the point where he can't even uh, enjoy anything around him. Right? He's completely obliterated himself right. right he doesn't have a self anymore mm-hmm. yeah um and that in my opinion makes more sense on on the the word the wording and how how jesus uses and describes hell than right. than a than the the medieval attempt to describe it which is like a a giant torture chamber that right. you just physically are in agony right because i don't know about you but if you've ever you know you've ever been consumed by by grief or or rage or or something like that right it can almost bring like what a physical pain like a physical torment right because you're just Mm -hmm. you can't pull yourself out but anyways we should go on to something else because we're not really talking about this today (laughs) yeah this isn't the wrestling with hell podcast right exactly no i just i just wanted to like bring it because i was just yeah, I I don't know. I I I don't know why I do yeah. th- do things. No, this but. is good. It's good. But I, I I enjoy our 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 perspectives on it and how we can just yeah. discuss it because you know it just just having me like you and me um um have to verbalize a lot of these things that we're right. playing in our heads. Right? I think that's really important because you know we we all can think we're scholars inside of our heads, but if we can't verbalize and 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 at least. And, you know, put it in a structure that makes sense to somebody else, right? I think that's just extremely important, just in 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 our development. You know, as yeah. as people who are just just you know, what's really important to us, right, is is Jesus and just just getting to you know getting to know Him and and you know, and so us just talking about these things. I don't know. I just wanted to say I just really enjoy that we you know we can have different perspectives on something like this. You know, right. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with that. I mean, so I don't know where I was going with that, but dude, I was so I was on uh, listening to the Bobby Bones show today. Yeah, and he was talking. You remember I was talking about that G that that chat G yeah T A or what whatever it's called that the AI chat system that yeah, created. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's this new app. I don't know if how I'm, I'm assuming it's relatively new, but it's called hello history. Yeah. And it's an AI chat system, but you talk with like, uh, famous historical figures and in it, there's Jesus that you can talk to in an AI. Yeah. And so I was quote unquote talking with Jesus and I gotta say, um, don't, don't trust the AI chat Jesus don't trust AI Jesus Yeah, because I asked him several questions and somewhat differently. And 
it it would be contradictory. Like he'll say, yeah, I'm the only way to God. And then he'll say, yeah, but you know, other religions are just another path that to me. And I'm like, okay, you're just, <laughs> you're not, you're, a, I was like, you're a false Jesus. <laughs> and he responded back. He's like, I can assure you, I am the true son of God. <laughs> it was, I was having a freaking chat system. So I don't know. I, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It, it was real. I mean, you could talk to. Well, I'm good. <laughs> no, you, well, you could talk to any other historical yeah. figures. Like I was talking to Marilyn Monroe, and it's oddly weird that because unlike Jesus, you know, she actually had like a conversation. Huh. I, I like not I, or sorry, requote that she asked me questions. Oh, weird. Yeah. It, it was really weird. I, I was taught. I was, I, I just sent a few, a few texts and it, it was, I mean, it was, almost, it almost felt like I was cheating on my wife. Like it was, it, it felt like that real. It's crazy. That's odd. I, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But, but, but that's how like real it felt. Huh. Wow. Okay, you don't have anything to say on no, that. I, I've just never had the desire to talk to AI before. So, well, it's yeah. ju- it's just interesting because yeah. uh, you know we've never had this kind of uh, personal AI. Yeah, before. I, I could see that. Yeah, it's really it's really fascinating how they do it. Um, yeah, with the algorithm yeah. and everything. But still, I mean, it felt like a real person was talking to me. It's, yeah, That's what for, I'm trying to get yeah, at. For me, I'm just nervous about all, you know, just the fact that the amount of disinformation that you can now put out there um, with the deep fakes and all this kind of stuff, you know, it's just kind of it's kind of unnerving, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because they, they, they can make videos of you know seems like the people really said these things or you know they're really in these pictures and stuff like you know and for the layman like me myself we can't tell right uh, yeah that they're not real Mm -hmm. right and i feel like that's that's really dangerous Mm -hmm. for our society oh Um, yeah yeah so yeah it is um yeah, boy, we're already like 23 minutes into this and we still haven't talked about, uh, the Samaritan woman. I did want to ask, uh, would you be comfortable with talking about like your spiritual attack stuff that you had happened to? Or is that like a little bit, I don't want to get like too like personal. No, I, I don't mind, um, talking about, about stuff like that. Um, I'm just kind of like curious, like what? What's- well, I wonder if people can relate to to you know we we had a we had a sermon a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Scott kind of talked about something interesting. So he talked about you know this 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 idea um, about you know that little voice sometimes that that in in your head that this says you're you're just not you're just not good enough. You know you you know you know and and he was trying to he was he tied it into to you know just remembering you know showing us that to just remember that that god says that we you know we are fearfully and wonderfully made right mm-hmm. and this idea that that you know that that he made us for a purpose or you know and you know and so in my past um one of the things i've really struggled with you know as a young man and and oftentimes you know in my 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 20s um this idea that i felt like i've burnt 
bridges or ruined relationships with people around me, whatever I've been like in certain groups. And I could be at like a work or yeah. it could be at like a school or, or, a, or a location or a, or, a, or a unit or something like that. Weird. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, and so, and, and, you know, some of that reaction, some of the reactions I would have is I just want to leave. Like, I just want to go mm-hmm. somewhere and start over, right? Start yeah. new people, you know, new, you new, new relationships like that. Um, and that was, uh, it was really difficult to overcome that, you know, and so really meditating on, on, on the word in that, in that Psalm, I think, I think it's Psalm 139 is what we were talking about. Yeah. Um, Psalm 139, really that idea of like, okay, so if, you know, if we are truly fearfully and wonderfully made, right? Mm-hmm. And that idea that, you know, us saying that we're not, you know, you know, really is saying to God that he lied, that, you know, that yeah. we aren't. I know, and I was just meditating on that and, and it kind of, you know, so sometimes you, you, I, for, for, at least for me in this instance, you know, sometimes you'll just get really attacked where you, you've tried to do something, you put yourself out in a certain situation and then all of a sudden you're starting to think, wow, you know, I don't know if I did a good job here or I don't know if this, if I said something wrong here and now this person's never going to like me here or, you know, I've already ruined this relationship here, you know, these ideas and, and, you know, that was just one of those things that sometimes you just have those episodes. For me, is I have those episodes, you know, and I have to remember, right? I have to remember where my hope is. Yeah. Right? It's almost like, you know, people who um, fall short and they stumble, they sin, mm. and they're like, oh, crap, you know, now I got to work my way back up. And it's like, now you're just negating it. Yeah. Yeah. It on the cross. I mean, it's kind of the same in, in the same sense, same yeah. deal, because it's like, I mean, that's what he died for. Mm-hmm. So walk, I mean, yes, repent of it, but walk in freedom knowing that he's forgiven you and that you're made right in him and that Jesus is your mediator, that you don't have to mm-hmm. uh, be in fear of, of that, uh, of doing like a perfect job. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I think I think a big thing is as uh, a lot of times I think we humans, we lose sight of where our hope is or where our hope is in or what is really important, right? Because I think a lot of times as we go about our lives, right, there's different things around us that we think are extremely important. And then if you're anything like me, right, you feel like you need certain things. You need it. You need it, right? I need I need to either I need to have this job. Right. It's good for my family. It's good for me. Mm-hmm. It needs to happen. Um, and, and, and so, you, so you're just intent on it. And I think a lot of times we forget to take a step back and remember how the Lord taught us to pray. Right. So our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, you know, yeah. thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right. That idea of, of telling the father, you know what your will be done in this. If it is your will, yeah, you know, <laughs> Then, then you know, and I think reminding ourselves like that, and that hope that we have in Him, right in the future. I think that's in this is sometimes we we need to remind ourselves of that because otherwise, when we don't and we say I need to have this in order to feel, you know, it's it's moving back into saying I need to be in control. I need I need to to control these things. If this thing doesn't happen to me, I'm you know everything's is it's not going to work out. You know, and that idea of you know how do you know it's not going to work out? How do you know that that job is the one that you need? You know, how do you know that, 
you know, that, that you right. you need this house or yeah, this I mean, car. I mean, yeah. that job may ruin you. I mean, I've heard mm-hmm. uh, people talk about winning the lottery and it just ruining their lives. Yeah, because I mean, money just it's it's money in itself isn't evil, but it does draw out certain things. So if you're super greedy mm-hmm. and you, you know you just want power, well, when you get that money, it's gonna just uh, be a catalyst for you to be yeah. even more greedy and more prideful and whatnot. And it's going to destroy you in that regard. So it's, you know, so it's like people are like, Oh, you know, God would love me if you give me this, yeah. this and that. Yeah. And it's like, actually God may be loving you by not giving you those things mm-hmm. because he knows that it's going to ruin you. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I think that's, that's difficult for us yeah. as humans to, to, understand because we think we know what's best and you know it's like my daughter you know she thinks she needs a cookie she (laughs) wants a cookie you know she's already had a cookie you know if she has more cookies right she gets a stomach ache and she throws up right so she thinks that i'm being terribly unfair when i say you can't have a cookie right yeah because she doesn't see the bigger picture exactly how it's going like you know that that's not going to help her Mm -hmm. physically Mm -hmm. in the long run yeah, I mean, I, I mean, a cookie's not going to really do anything, but that's not. Well, that's not the point. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I just want to check in on you with the, but you're doing better. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think um, really having Joel and yourself, um, you know, some. You know, I really think it's important. I agree with 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 us and, and with Patrick Scott saying it's really important to have men of faith around you that you can talk to these things. And I'm I'm very blessed to have Christians that I work with as well that I can you know talk and confide in. Um, confide in and and it's. I think it's just really important for us to be truthful and to let people know. Say, hey, you know, we're we're not perfect and we are struggling with things right um and and a lot of times uh, we men of faith can help sharpen each other and remind each other you know remind each other when to to go back to the path and remind her where our hope is right so i like it john yeah well, you want to get into today's? Oh text. yes, dude. Yes, both I do. you, I, both you and I, I feel like are a little bit tired. Like you got the tired eyes, I got the tired eyes. <laughs> yeah, and then, well, it's never. You're never too tired to talk about John. So let's 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 do it. Yeah, let's talk about John. Let's John. Talk, well, the lady in the well. John wrote the the story, but anyway, yeah, carry on. You go. You go. Right, so, anyway, so what happened last week was we got into the discussion about uh, John chapter four sixteen through I believe like twenty or something, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that that episode got deleted, and I it, it was just a mind boggling kind of perspective and you already know the perspective joel knows it uh we we know it we were taught it with pastor scott but basically you know when jesus calls out her sin you know go call your husband and come here and she answered him i have no husband jesus said to her you are right in saying i have no husband for you have five husbands one you have now the one you're now with is not your husband what you have said is true the woman said to him, Sir, I perceive you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say in Jerusalem is a place where people ought to worship. And so many 
theologians and great Bible teachers. And there's, it's not like if you get this like perception wrong that you just, you know, you're just a heretic or anything like that. I mean, it's, that's not, it's just, um, but I don't, but if you take this and think, well, she's just trying to go totally off topic and not focus on that. Um, I think that's a wrong way to look at it because I think, you know, when we think of worship, we think of it as, you know, go to the church, raise your hands, sing songs that, but there in the temples, what you did was you went and sacrificed animals to, uh, you know, to, I guess, to what cover your sins, forgive your sins. I, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't think of wording right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so basically she is saying, wow, you see what right through me, you're a prophet and I want to get this taken care of right now. Where do I go? And where, where do I have these sins removed? And then that's when Jesus says, you know, you're neither going to worship there or here. Um, because I'm the fulfillment of that. And, you know, my father who's in heaven is seeking such people like you to worship him in spirit and in truth. And so that was kind of like the big takeaway that, you know, I gave last week from the episode that got deleted. And so did I kind of explain it somewhat well? No, I think you did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what were your thoughts on this week? So both you and I went to the huddle and and, uh, we talked about the rest of, so to speak, the woman at the well sermon or the the story. And what were your thoughts on it? Like, what did you, what did you take away from the teaching from the conversation afterwards? Hmm. Sorry. Uh, yeah, we, we got, got worship. We, we got worship music in the background. Yeah. And I was like, eh. <laughs> um, no, I, um, I don't know. The first thing that came to that popped into my mind, and I need to formulate my thoughts a little better. But yeah, no um, the first thing that popped into my mind is, you know, when I just really like the idea of that that woman just prompting him, saying, "We know that this Messiah is coming, right?" You know. And uh, when yeah. he comes, he he will tell us all things. And and I just you know just I just wanted it to be I will fly on the wall when he says you know he's, I am I am he. Um, yeah. And that the first time that you know what is we talked kind of about how like in John this is the first time that Jesus reveals himself to a Messiah, and then um, just that concept of of who he chooses to reveal himself as a Messiah too, right? Mm-hmm. Is this really interesting, right? A random woman in uh, Samaria, a country that in the grand scheme of things, right, of the world, there's, doesn't, doesn't really matter, right? At least the world would think wouldn't really matter. Oh yeah. Right. The world is thinking, you know, the Romans matter, right? The, the Persians matter. Maybe the, in China, in Asia, the Chinese, the, the empires over there, those, those people matter. Maybe the higher ups, right? But who cares about a back water like samaria and this woman you know who is the black sheep yeah black sheep. right i mean who what you know it is just it, to me it's just it's just really an amazing concept of of a god who who does care about that woman right yeah so okay i got the the table discussion that we had yeah yeah from and so i just kind of like 
want to hear your thoughts with yeah. some of the questions. Oh, yeah, because we weren't at the same table, so we yeah. didn't get the... So, yeah, we're doing things a little bit differently today. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. We got no, we got no Joel. I mean, we yeah. got no Joel. I mean, he's making us work extra right. hard. Right. So, how is being a follower of Jesus, do you think, different than being spiritual? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that was a good question. So, so, this is how I thought. Because, yeah. you know, there's a lot of people who are like, you know, I'm just, I'm spiritual, man. <laughs> like, you know, I just, I'm just spiritual. And, you know, like, okay, but what does that really mean? I mean, that's kind of like saying, uh, well, maybe, I don't know, this could be a crappy analogy. Yeah. But what I kind of like said in at the table was, well, think of it like this. Difference between being spiritual and a follower of Jesus is, say, you're, you're, you're placed out in the woods and the spiritual person is like, you know what, I'm going to go to this place, but doesn't have a map or anything to kind of like direct them. Yeah. Being a follower of Jesus is like, I have a guide who knows where to go and I'm yeah. going to follow behind him. Interesting. And, and so spiritual, you're just kind of like, well, I'm just going to see where my feet land. Yeah. And being a follower of Jesus, there's a guide to guide you, and Jesus guides us to the Father huh. through the cross. Interesting That's, perspective. I didn't think about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what was your thought? I guess, I guess, my, mine more. My mind drifted more to the accountability part. So, so, okay. so when you're spiritual, when you say I am spiritual, right? To me, it tells okay. So, but a spiritual for what? Accountable, <laughs> accountable to. To what? It's kind of like right. I'm in love because With who? Because I'm for yeah, for me it's just, it's, you know, I just just love everything you know until it doesn't suit me anymore, and then I'm over here, right? When, so following following Jesus, right? That has an accountability, right? So so you know, and I kind of looked at this way: if I am if I sin against a nameless, visible force, whatever spirit right. that you want to, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that doesn't have a face. That's not personal, it, yeah. you know. But when I sin against Jesus, and then I really, really dwell on what that means, and this is even tough to me to say. Because, but if we sin against the one thing, the one being that came, a personal God who came down and rescued us from certain certain death, right? Mm-hmm. This this God who sacrificed His Son for us and came down and, and, and saved our sins, gave us hope for the future, rescued us from ourselves. Right. If you really start. And, and I think if you keep, if you keep, if you do a better job meditating on that and you really think that you sin against that, that is more personal, right? That has accountability, right? That, that has something real in it, right? Yeah. You're, you know, it's a personal relationship. I think that's really important. I think that's the big, mm-hmm. for me, that's a big difference. It's like, because when people say I'm just spiritual, I, I often notice this again. Yeah, they might enjoy something, but they, there's no face to it. If they choose to go a different path, there's, there, there's no accountability to it, right? There's, it's just, it's really, and then what it really ends up turning into them is just, it's just about their own feelings and themselves. So they just turn into themselves and whatever is good for them. And I think this is very dangerous. Yeah. Well, it's almost kind of like when people was like, well, love is love. And it's like, well, no, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, it's almost like saying if you're someone who says I'm spiritual is like, yeah, I'm in a relationship with nobody. I mean, that's kind of what it's saying. I mean, you're a relationship with nobody, maybe a relationship with yourself. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, 
I'm me. Like I'm in a relationship yeah. with me. That's uh, I follow my own path. I mean, yeah. that's kind of what I get and derive from when people say I'm spiritual. And so, whereas you know, you know the gospel, we we see that there is a personal God who created us, and He came um, from heaven to rescue us from our sin. So that way we can be in a right relationship mm-hmm. with him. But I mean, here, I mean, Jesus, he called the woman's sin out and he got very personal right. in her life. Whereas being spiritual, n- n- nothing's going to call you out. Nothing's no. going to call you out yeah. on your pride, your selfishness, your greed, your lust. Nothing will call you out with quote unquote being spiritual yeah well and there's there's no choice in it right i i think that's a big thing is like when you follow um a personal god um and you follow and you're following jesus right oftentimes you're you're confronted with choices so so that can conflict and jesus says or the bible will say this Mm. and this and in this way and when you're just spiritual right you can go wherever you can go off this way or you can go off this way right however you choose or however you're feeling at the moment right so you can feel this way right and oftentimes right you can talk to any christian but oftentimes you get to uncomfortable stages to where you disagree or you're uncomfortable or you don't understand because you know you know you know the bible convicts you of something right and then it's uncomfortable to read that and it's like well that's not true to me, you know, and you, you want to, you want to say something like that, you know, um, that's, it's called a two edged sword, I think for a reason, right? <laughs> yeah. Cause it, right. Cause you can read something and you're like, well, that sounds like he's describing me. And <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard it said before. The Bible is the only book that reads you. Right. I mean, it really just, when you read it, I mean, you're, you're reading yourself and it's like, Ooh, I don't like myself. Yeah. I mean, it, like, you, you think, and this is why I think the Bible is so profound, is that it is the, uh, I mean, it is a religious text, it's also the Word of God, but it's the only book to where it makes God's people look really bad. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to get that from another religious text. It's going to be like, well, we're the good people and they're the bad people. And, uh, you need to be like us. Like th- this is completely different. This is like, no, you guys are all bad. You need to turn and trust me and follow me. And I mean, I, I just, so, uh, what did you think of the question? What are some ways you were ignorant in your faith before God showed you the truth? Uh, I'm curious what your thoughts are. Mine, mine will probably be pretty boring to you, Why? but my, my big thing. So, you know, I would have said I was a Christian my whole life. You know, I'm, I'm, okay. one, of, I'm one of those, yeah, right? I don't think I, I, well, be, yeah, hey, you know, go ahead. yeah. So I really became a Christian as an adult, but yeah. as when I was growing, when I was growing up, one of the th- ignorant things that I think in a, that kind of has a really negative connotation to it. But anyways, right. <laughs> so, you know, I was one of those, you know, I said the magic sentence that Protestants have to say, um, Jesus, forgive me yeah, for my, my sins, sins. Yeah. Uh, come into my life yeah. and, and, and I want to follow you. Right. Yeah. You say this, something, some version along those yeah. lines. Um, and, and, 
And I was like, okay, so now I'm I'm good. And then, and then I went through that. I think that just that roller coaster that a lot of met with a lot of fellow Christians that have gone through it over the years is right. So you end up sinning, and then you 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 get into a trough, right? Mm-hmm. And then you feel like you have to get yourself back up here, and you're yeah, not yeah. good enough, you're not worthy enough. Yep. And then you and then you feel like you've gotten through a little bit, and you're you've been reading your Bible, or you're going to church for a little while, you're in a high, and then you go back into a low, and you just kind of do that 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 just devastating wave, right? Yeah. And I think that that was a big thing because I never really understood the gospel mm. as a young as a young man. Like it, it was it was very difficult for me to understand. Like I understand the need for a savior, right? But I understand what it meant to have a savior, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I I never I've never had a problem in my life realizing that I needed help, which is I'm very thankful for. I'm very thankful yeah. for that. Um, but I did have a hard time understanding the hope. And uh, and that part of the gospel, right? Um, and so that took me a long time to to really understand. So yeah, I would say for me, it would be I. I mean, I think I professed faith at a young age, mm-hmm. and it wasn't really till college till I really took the faith on myself and yeah, you know, really gave my life over. Now, obviously, the first few. St- years or stages of that definitely weren't the most mature mm-hmm. and i mean i'm still not ma- not as mature as i should be and that's every christian's life but you know before college it was almost as if i went to church and nothing would hit my heart with mm. the sermon and when i got out of church or what you know sunday messages or whatnot I didn't give God a lick of thought. Like God was not in my my thought process at all. I mean, it, 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 there there was nothing there. There was no there was, and there was sin in my life where I knew was wrong, like with premarital sex or pornography, and I knew it was wrong. I I knew I was guilty of it, but I didn't really have a you know, I, I mean i i guess i kind of struggled with the pornography but like there was one point like being promiscuous with like sex outside of marriage um you know I, I, my heart was definitely hard and mm-hmm. i didn't really care if i did it or not because i was like well god loves me and uh he you know we love each other and that you know that's okay and and so that's where I was definitely, what was it? My phone went off. You, ignorant. Ignorant. Yeah. That's definitely where I was ignorant. Ah, and, you said it better than I did. Cause I was trying to get something similar yeah. to what you said, that idea of surrendering. Yeah. That I was ignorant. I, I, I didn't at. surrender. Like yeah. it was more of uh, and then, you know, I got to Chi Alpha mm-hmm. in college, my second semester, and they kind of showed me, the ropes and um and then i started reading more and then i really found out it's like no to be a follower of jesus like i mean he tells us to lay down our lives like to that we have to pick up our cross and follow him mm-hmm. and in to forsake our sin and whatever scope that is um whether i mean even for someone like me i don't obviously i don't have sex outside of marriage or anything like that now but i still have pride i still have lust in my you know my mind i still have greed i still have all those things and i and 
you know, now I know um, that I, I obviously still need to work on them, but I have more of a hope like Jesus paid for this on the cross. I can freely surrender to this as these, as this sin or as this struggle comes up because I know who he is. And I know that he's forgiven me. Whereas before it would have been like, Oh crap, I messed up again. Let's go say this prayer for the thousandth time. Get my, my sheet cleaned. Yeah. And then once, but then once I fell again, once I sinned again, I would do the same repeat mm. process over. And now I don't do that anymore. I'm like, I honestly go to God and I say, you know, I'm so sorry and help me know who I am and you, because I know at this time I'm vulnerable and I, you know, I, you know, I think I'm condemned, but we know in Romans eight, one, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Mm. And, and so the, the, the change is different than it was 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. And Yeah. You're looking at the clock, sir. What? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> no. What's the next one? The next one, yeah. I wish we could be more like fluent and like going in these naturally. But yeah. like, well, what's the next one? Let's go yeah. on the next one. Um, how did God find you looking back? Can you think of times even before you were a Christian where he, where he, shit, shaped and guided you shaped and guided me i was like sharp 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 and guided. no i don't know i didn't answer, we didn't answer this question at my table you didn't well, yeah we were getting uh, but um i don't know you, you know it's it's funny and this could just be my imagination but i i really do feel like i see god's hand in my life all over the place like i i mean really for me i'm adopted i was adopted when i was four Oh, like literally adopted? Yeah, yeah, literally adopted when I was four. And oh, I didn't I know think that. It's, I think it's huge that the family that I was adopted in, they, my my dad and mom are, are God fearing um, people, wow. and they and they they love the Lord, and they grew me up with the church, and they gave me a wow. foundation. And That's knowing, awesome. yeah, my disposition and and you know my temperament and stuff. If I just wasn't in their loving and and, and nurturing household that i was in like i really feel like i would just be a nightmare and uh horrible you know uh, anyways i just feel like i'd go i would have been on a way different path than what i was on and even though i i definitely decided to just do my own thing in my college and in young yeah. young adult life right but even through all of that right god was always there you know I, I look at it, it, you know, you know, and you, you know, I wish that I had followed him like I should have followed him my whole life, yeah, but he was, he was always there, always at the bottom of something or, or even in the middle of something or going through something. He was there. Yeah. He was there. He pulled me out of it, you know, and it, and, and I didn't learn as fast as I should. I still don't learn as fast as I should. <laughs> I still don't um, understand, but it, it's always this working, this, this conviction that the Holy Spirit convicted me on, on certain things and I'll find that in my life, right? All these things are helping me, you know, learn patience, learn love, learn how to love others better as myself, you know, learn how to love God, learn how to surrender to God, right? Mm-hmm. Learn how to trust God. That's, I mean, that's super important, right? Mm-hmm. And the, you know, there's just little things and, and I can go on forever, but you know, can we go back to the adoption yeah. part? Yeah. Uh, 
I'm curious if you're okay saying, like, do you know why you were given up for adoption? Um, I'm, I think my birth mother was just very young. So just, just, she was just very young and, and, and a rough place. Um, I mean, it it sounds like you got a great family from it. So, um, but it's kind of hard to not think that the, yeah. Did you ever meet your birth mother? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you, are you in contact with her? Not very, no. No. Mm. Mm. I have a mom. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just curious because like, how does that I mean, were you, when did you find out about it? Oh, I've known all my life. Oh, okay. And I, so, yeah. And I would just remember just being horrible to my parents, you know, I'm adopted or something like that, you know? And yeah. Uh, what did, when you found out, did you want to like get in contact with your mom? Not really. Like, I've never really, never really worried about it. I mean, cause it's when you're, when I was young, I was four. So I was so young and yeah. I've all, and, and my whole life, I've never known anything but my mom and dad. So like, it was like, you're adopted is like, Oh, okay. And, you know, when I was young, I could maybe use that as like a bludgeon to be mean to my parents or something like mm-hmm. that. But you know, other than that, no, I mean, I had a family like anyone else and I had a mom and dad. And when you were adopted at four, four i mean yeah. it's not newborn i mean that's yeah. a year younger than my son right now yeah and so you're somewhat cognitively aware that yeah. you were not going to be with your biological mom yeah i almost wonder like do you remember how it felt being like going to this new family and being no, away from your No, I, I don't know anything yeah, about, okay. you know, I, you know, I was told that I didn't have the greatest time in foster care. I don't know if anyone ever does have a great time yeah. in foster care. Um, it probably stunted my development quite a bit early on. <laughs> no, you're <laughs> um, kooky. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, but, you know. Yeah, no, it was just a, you know, I, I sometimes just dwell and, and, and meditate on that sometimes just thinking about how, how blessed I was. Yeah. Um, to, to be placed in the, in the family with my brother and, 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 and mom and dad that I have now. Um, just, just really just how blessed I was to have them. And, you know, thinking about if I didn't, right, what would happen? Like, you know, my dad and my mom helped develop me and, and teach me and help me, you know, so much. And what if I didn't have that guidance? Yeah. I, you know? I asked my stuff the same yeah. thing. Like, what happens if I never went to Chi Alpha or didn't have. Yeah, I, I definitely do. I think one thing that Scott said that was interesting is like, you know, like even though um, he didn't have the the greatest like spiritual upbringing. Yeah. Um, you know, it still really shaped him into who he is now. Like, you know, I think sometimes we look back on our lives and we're like, oh, I changed this, this or that. And it's like, I don't know, like all those mistakes. I mean, I know like the adoption thing's not yeah. a mistake or anything like that. I'm just kind of speaking uh, in a different way now. But, you know, all, all those things that happened to us in the past makes us who we are now for better or for worse. Like if you're, yeah. I mean, I've known people who've been in very abusive relationships and, you know, they're really cool. 
Um, but there's also people who have been in abusive relationships and then they become abusers or there are people that have been placed in a really good home and then they're, you know, really great to be around and they're really great members to be a society. But then there are also been people who've been in a great home and then they just become terrors afterwards. Like it's just, it's really just hit or miss. But the point is, is, you know, your situation, um, can make you who you are. It's like if you're brought up in poverty, like my wife, you know, she has a much deeper appreciation for people who are in poverty and Mm. who are hurting. And that makes her so vitally important to, um, you know, the ministry that, you know, God calls us into, uh, to be, uh, to, shepherd people in their souls to mm. help them in in that kind of circumstances because she she uh empathizes with them yeah and so yeah i i just think that sort of thing or like you know me i didn't grow up with a strong i i mean i grew up i didn't have the best Christian upbringing. If I'm going to be blatantly honest with you, mm-hmm. I've, I memorized a few verses, got a little bit of teaching, but I didn't really mm. get the whole, I, the only thing I really got was like, I saw my mom pray every morning with her Bible open. And I think that spoke a lot to me because mm-hmm. I saw that my mom was valued this word of God. And it, it, it it made me um, later in life kind of like look back and think, wow, you know, she really treasured that. I should, you know, I like I want to be like that mm-hmm. and, and to treasure God's word. And so um, even though even though I didn't have, you know, all right, son, tonight we're yeah. going to, uh, you know, do our hour and a half Bible reading and then talk yeah. about, you know, I didn't, I, I mean, I'm sure there's some families that have that. And if you oh, do, good like, luck. Good luck. I mean, I can't see doing that, but yeah, I didn't have like that or mm. I didn't even have like a home church mm. that we went to for, you know, years and years and mm-hmm. got Bible teaching and all that. I didn't have any of that. So when I got, you know, to college, like, I'm surprised I am where I'm at now. And that's only because of God's grace and his mercy and him, like, really guiding me. I mean, he guided me to Chi Alpha. He guided me to this church. He guided me to, you know, some teachers I Mm. listen to now that really helped me understand the, the Bible more. Yeah. And yeah. apologetics and hard questions that people have. Like he guided me. He didn't guide me to like quackadoodles that just, <laughs> you know, you know, that spewed off any like little thing. Like, and so he, he really guided me through people who love the Bible and had a relationship mm. with them and guided me, you know, with teachers that I've never met. And that's, uh, that's an area that, uh, I'm just very thankful for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, li- I liked when you mentioned like some of the our, our harder points in our lives um, and how God we can use those and grow from those. Yeah. Um, so for me, you know, oftentimes um, I feel that, that God kind of let me follow my idols 
almost almost you know because there's a lot of times where i you know needed something you know and i followed it to the to the fruition and then all of a sudden you know you're you're in the pit and you're realizing oh my goodness i need help you know it didn't give me what it promised right yeah it's kind of like the prodigal son story yeah that father is like okay you want my inheritance yeah how about it and he let that guy he let that guy just go mm-hmm. totally to the bottom yeah. level yeah. and so much to the point where it made him come back mm-hmm. and be more respectful to his dad. And, mm. you know, thankfully that you know, the, the father in that story is a depiction of who God is and his grace and his mercy that even, you know, like if we humble ourselves and come back to him in those times where we're, we're just really, um, rebelling against him, he's yeah. there with open arms, and he will cover us in his righteousness. Mm-hmm. And you know that's that's the beauty of the gospel, right there. So, yeah. Yep. Are you tired, John? I am. I am. Do I look it? Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do too. Though. Yeah, I, I think we're. I think, I think we're getting close here. Do you have any last words? Uh, I mean, I know we didn't really get much into the text. We got got more into the discussion. I kind of really like the discussion questions. Like, I think I thought should. they were good. I thought they were really good this week. Yeah, you know, the text is really good. I think it's like we're at week three. Are we at week three or four on the woman in the well? Yeah. So I'm like the you know. Yeah, I'm teaching next week. So oh, nice, good. Uh, yeah, we'll yeah, see how that one goes. I haven't even, I haven't even figured out what I'm going to. Uh, which which verses are you? Uh, I'm going to do 27 through 38 next on Tuesday. So, okay, yeah, I'm thinking through some different things, and I don't know what I want to do. I always feel like I get a really big passage when Scott gives me something. To be honest with you. <laughs> It's yeah. like Scott will take these couple verses and he's like, all right, Clark, uh, why don't you take uh, these 15 verses? I'm like, go. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. It's like the when I was doing the woman at the well at the beginning, he's like, yeah, why don't you just do uh, the whole woman at the well story? I'm like, okay. And then, yeah. and then he takes like four or three or four parts. Oh, yeah. To, I'm like, Thank you for giving me like this big chunk yeah. of it. And I'm just like, I, he's it, he's developing you. That's the asset. Yeah, he is. Yeah, you'll you'll thank him later <laughs> Maybe in life. This is that yeah. suffering thing that I'm yeah. going through. There it and is. Later, I'll be like, you know what? I'm really grateful yep. you did that. Yeah, it's like it's like in the Karate Kid, right? Where you have to wax the cars. Oh, yeah. You know, for a long time, and you that's don't. You, yeah, yeah. That's what off. he's doing. He's like, you don't understand what you're doing, and then <laughs> all of a sudden, one of these days, you're just gonna pull out a sermon that's gonna be amazing, and he's oh, gonna maybe be, yeah. maybe that would be really cool. Right. Right. So, all right. Well, we're going to end it there today. Hey, thank you guys for listening to our train wreck yeah, podcast. Yeah. Um, train wreck. It was amazing. It was, it was actually, full it, of it, insights. and it, it did turn out really good. Yeah, um, I think so. Hopefully next week, Joel will be here and you'll get to hear the, uh, you know, the huddle that we do next week. And, uh, yeah. Yep. And so please pray for us as we continue uh, to have real talk, interesting questions mm. and true, uh, discipleship with one another. 
And we hope you guys enjoy. If you want to rate us, go rate us on your podcast app. That help us get known a little bit better. And uh, yeah, we will be back next week. God willing, God bless, and peace be with you.